We're back here on yet another episode of Journey to Million. You might be wondering, four people here on again episode sixty-six. And if you if you listened last year, uh, you might not not have seen his face, but Steve from Official Word Sports is with us here today. And Steve again is a proud Jets fan, as you might have guessed if you're watching the video here. Um, he's got a lot of lot of lot of Jets stuff, but Steve. How's it going? It's going great, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. It, it's it's been a hot minute, but uh, it, it's great to be back. You know, you know, spitting it out with you guys and and, and talking some football and, and any other sports you guys want to kind of talk about. So, yeah, and full squads here. Jared, Zach, how are you boys doing? Pretty good. Doing good. Doing good. All right. Yeah. So I mean, how right? How we're we're rolling? We got to talk about the full off season here. Um, which, you know, easier said than done in a full episode, right? No free agency yet, but we, we, we keep getting more and more buzz, it feels. You know, this this past, you know, today's especially a lot of buzz, right? We'll talk like a lot of Fortnite, of course, but um, also, right, Zach, Zach had two ga- some two games planned, Steve. We didn't tell you that, but here later near the episode here, um, he'll roll out those games. He'll t- go through instructions. Um, we, we got it All done right. last week to, to a science. Um, week one, um, I didn't really understand the instructions, so I was just blurting things. So, <laughs> oh sure, no, Drew lost, and he's Drew, trying to make an excuse yeah. as to why. Oh, oh, yeah. He's right. those. He's yeah. a little slow with instructions at some sometimes. So, <laughs> oh no, I, uh, Jared, I was talking about week one. Last week you won. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, last week I did lose to Jeopardy. What well, I lost Jeopardy and the other one. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. tough though. I started minus Drew's 100. For two. Ended up not helping. You know, I ended up not mattering, <laughs> but. Started off minus 100 because I caught out a spelling error that Zach had. So it happens. <laughs> um, but, you know, okay, Jets fan here. I, I got to ask, you know, we were talking a little bit about it before, Jared, you were here. We were talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation. We are talking about the Jets quarterback situation. I thought that was kind of like a fitting place to like go with you, Steve. I know you shared a little bit of your thoughts more uh, yeah. like before the episode, but I really wanted to hear like, you know, Car, would you prefer Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers? We, we know not Ryan Tannehill, and we right. know when you want well, Jimmy G. Yeah, it, it well, again, again, if I was partying like a rock star, give me Jimmy G all day. I'll take the seconds, I don't need the first round draft picks, I'll take the second and third round draft picks out of Jimmy G, right? But when it comes to being on the field, Jimmy G's really not on the field, maybe, maybe he's only on the field 40% of the time, so he's not the right option for the New York Jets. It's not Tannehill, it's not Geno Smith, so it really comes down to Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. And they're two, it's it's very two different scenarios between the two quarterbacks. One you got to make a trade for, and one is just gonna cost you money, right? So you got Aaron Rodgers, 39 years old, playing the game. Do I want to play? Do I, I not want to play? Um, his ego, I mean, he's he's crazy that way with his ego. He 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 didn't like Brett Favre when he was a rookie, but he's turning into Brett Favre at, at the same age Brett Favre was, right? So um, and then you got Derek Carr. That's going to cost you what thirty-five million dollars a year and no draft picks, right? And the Jet fan base is kind of torn. And, and I've got into some some interesting uh, debates uh, in, in some of the groups and forums on Facebook with it. And I am not prepared to sell my soul to the devil to trade for a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback and give up critical draft capital. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's no doubt about it. But I'm not willing to sell my soul for short-term success of one to two years, lose that draft capital, and two years I'm searching for a quarterback again. Where with Derek Carr, at the very least, nine-year veteran, I can get maybe five to seven years out of Derek Carr, and all it does cost me money. I still have that draft capital to reinvest in in the offensive line and other areas through the draft because we still have to rebuild some of that, that defense depending on how many free agents leave and what we're able to sign, but there's some with that draft picks you need to rebuild. And, and I think Derek Carr's uh, personality will fit better in the locker room with the young players that we have than Aaron Rodgers. And I think Aaron Rodgers will, will teach how not to be a professional because he's such an ego-driven player that uh, I think Derek Carr is the best way to go. No draft picks, just cost me money. He's going to be a great team guy in the locker room. He's shown that with the Raiders. He's gone through so much adversity with the Raiders. You never heard a bad thing out of him. He was always team first guy. Go get him. Stop fooling around. Stop saying we're going to look at Geno and Tannehill and all these other guys, the smoke and mirrors. Go get Derek Carr. Get it done. 
Let's go. You're in Indianapolis. Derek Carr's in Indianapolis. Let's sold this up. How much do you think the media plays into the Aaron Rodgers ego? Um, oh, of- Aaron Rodgers will get eaten up in New York. He will get eaten up in New York. I've seen players come in here thinking they're all that. Randy Johnson played for the Yankees for one year at the end of his career. His first day in New York City, he's agitated with a video guy, and he pushes the video guy. Day one in New York City, pushes the video guy out of his way. The fans were just tore him apart, and Randy Johnson just never fit in with the Yankees. This is Randy Johnson, Hall of Famer, at the end of his career. He just didn't know how to talk to the media because everything that dealt with that camera, they just never let him forget about the camera. And with the New York media, you're going to come in with this attitude. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You want to know how to deal with the New York media? Derek Jeter's your guy. Call him up and, and, and or watch his press conferences and all the stuff that he dealt with. I mean, that's how you handle the New York media and you'll, and you'll be successful. The guys that come in with the ego just doesn't happen. Sorry. Do you think like Pat McAfee? So just so there, I'll throw a Colts in for you, Jerry. Do you think the Pat McAfee show really helps? You know, I, I feel almost as a Packer fan, you know, it's not that like Pat McAfee, the Pat McAfee show is throwing him like, you know, slow pitch balls that he can just hit, you know, for home runs in, in terms of media questions. But, you know, it certainly is a different atmosphere, right? A lot laid back, you know, in terms of like, that's kind of the, the Pat media. McAfee show media. is nothing, is nothing like New York media. Okay. <laughs> it's the New York media It's the best way I can do it is that I'll use Mike White. Mike White could go, you know, 30 for 37, four touchdowns, no picks, be the man. The following week, he goes 15 for 37, no touchdowns and two picks, and everybody's complaining, get this guy out of here, right? You're you're the darling one week, and the next week you're not. They booed Derek Jeter years ago. Not a lot of fans know that, but there was a year he started like 0 for 37. They booed him. You booed Derek Jeter. It's like throwing snowballs at Santa Claus in Philly. What are you doing? <laughs> you don't do it, right? It's like, come on. So, but that's the New York media for you. It's what have you done for me right now? Not what you did and what you helped build has nothing. What Aaron Rodgers did in the past means nothing. That his touchdown ratio is probably three to one, maybe four to one. <clears throat> that he wins 12 games every year for this, his whole career means nothing. Played in what, two, three Super Bowls? Means nothing. So you think so he actually. That game right there. <clears throat> Would you say that his ego is actually what it is, I guess, hyped up to be? Or do you think the media hypes it up more than it actually plays a factor in his daily life? I don't know Aaron Aaron Rodgers well enough, right? And personally speaking, I don't know him well enough. But what I see on the TV of him shows that he's an ego guy. Uh, And it's almost like it's it's a me first scenario. And it just, when you have a young team, it just gives off a bad vibe. I just don't want him. I, to be honest, I, I don't, I, because I, I want the talent. I don't want the ego, but with that talent is 39 years old. I, I, you got a young team. It's like, do you really want a 39 year old quarterback? Okay. You give me one to two years. You're going to be 41 in two years. It's like, I know it worked for Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay sold their soul to the devil. They're fifty-five point seven million over the cap. Thirty-five of that is related to Tom Brady. Lenny goes now. Mm-hmm. What's up? Casual. Leonard Fournette was a casualty today to that cap, right? Yeah. But and there's more think, coming. Steve, there's more coming. I mean, think, think about that. How many people you have to cut to get fifty-five million dollars? Oh my God! So you sold your soul to the devil for the hey, Super Steve, Bowl. Do yeah. you think that? Um, some players like say Aaron Rodgers is kind of hesitant to go to New York because of the whole uh, harsh media kind of thing. Sure. I, I think that comes into play when you have an organization that is um, so thirsty to win, right? Like they're drinking sand to win football games because the jets in the last 10 years have been anemic. This year was great, right? Even though it didn't end well, we weren't expected to win 10 games, but they could have won 10 games. We had better quarterback play. Right. So you're so desperate. And plus, you haven't been in a Super Bowl since Super Bowl three. Right. Color TV was just invented the last time we were there. Right. And so in the New York media, you got the Giants with four titles. Right. They're in they're in the crapper with the Jets. They made the playoffs. New coach. They made the playoffs. The Jets struggling to get there. Right. So we're like the little brother to the Giants. We're so thirsty for it. It's tough. 
it is tough to come here. And if I was Aaron Rodgers, if I was Aaron, I wouldn't come here if I was Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Stay where you are, to be honest with you. Stop being Especially a jerk. Especially seeing that, I mean, the Raiders are offering him stuff and he's got Devontae, you know, like I don't think I don't see him going to the Jets, but um I, I think that I think Jets and Raiders are top two right now. I don't I don't really know what's going on with him, but our owner think, gets in the way. Our owner's yeah, gotten th- in the way because he says that we're willing to sign somebody for big bucks. And when you do that, now you change everything. Everybody's like, oh my God, the Jets are willing to spend. So now what does that mean? You're going to overspend? Our owner hurt us in that fashion. I know he's trying to speak to the fans. The fans all know what we need to do, Woody. You don't need to tell us that you need to go get a veteran quarterback. Because if if nobody sees that, <laughs> then we're in bigger trouble, right? Everybody knows we need a veteran quarterback. So I think our owner hurt us. I just don't think Aaron's the right. If Aaron was 35, I'd say go ahead and do it at 35. But at 39, one to two years, uh, don't pass. Pass. And also, so if, ego. if you're looking for that player that's like, you know, passionate and not a big ego, like you said, Derek Carr, I mean, this year, he, what, the Raiders won a whole five games or whatever. And there, he's sitting there at a press conference crying, saying, like, I just, I, you know, I care about my team so much. I want them to succeed. Someone that's got that passion instead of being kind of full of himself, like you said, Aaron Rodgers is. You think that would be what the Jets culture kind of needs? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I just I just think Derek Carr, not in fairness to Gino, in fairness to Tannehill, I don't know them. I know Gino played here, but he was not an impact here. Everything I've seen out of Derek Carr is the right culture fit for that locker room. I think he would grab hold of this team. I think folks like Elijah Moore, who, um, who wanted out, and it, it really came out that Mike LaFleur was the problem with Elijah Moore. And he said some choice words and, and that's why he wanted out. But Elijah Moore is my guy. Yes. He's really my guy. I Drew's think he's, well. if you put Elijah Moore in the right spot to succeed in this. Thank you. Uh, if you put him <laughs> in the right spot, he's going to excel. And then the compliment to Garrett Wilson is just unbelievable. And I don't like anybody from Ohio state, but he's unbelievable. Uh, Garrett Wilson. So, Again, Corey Davis, I think, is going to be a cap casualty, so they're going to have to figure something out there as the, as the number two. Uh, but uh, I, I like I, Brees Hall. Oh, my God. Brees Hall was was just coming into his own, and then he tore the ACL. Uh, but having him come back, I, I really like what the Jets have, nucleus-wise, offensively. We, we just got to fix that line. Again, that line. Joe Douglas, he played offensive line in college. Come on, Joe. You got to fix it. Right, you got yeah. to do it the right way. Zach was the what's guy who the had the Jets on, uh, nine eight. Yeah, remember? Yeah, remember? What's the word on uh, Brees Hall right now? How soon is he going to be back? Is there any? He's 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 know? progressing really well. So we got just got an update: Makai Becton, Brees Hall, and Elijah Vera Tucker, um, the outstanding lineman out of USC, um, mm-hmm. is all projecting to be there for training camp. Uh, uh, Brees Hall is actually oh. ahead of schedule, uh, but Elijah yeah. Elijah Vera Tucker. He played four positions on the offensive line this year. Most people didn't know that. The only position he didn't play was left guard because Lakeland Tomlinson was there. But he played left tackle, right tackle, right guard, and center. He's never played center before, and he's never played right tackle before. And he was tremendous doing both. Just an unbelievable weapon. I just hope that we can find one home for him and he can stay healthy. He just had that that torn torn bicep. or Yeah, I think it was a torn bicep, uh, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, right now, off-season-wise, we were talking a lot, right, Packers, right? So Zach and I up here, Packers. Jared, bottom left, Colts, of course. And then, um, yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to point that out, Jared. I noticed that. I was like, oh, yeah. he did it. <laughs> and then, of course, we right, Steve, you, the Jets fan. So, right, us Packer fans have been, you know, really been monitoring, like, the, like the situation, of course, with Rodgers. Um, not as much as the, you know, the, the retreat he did. I'm kind of over that. Um <laughs> I don't know, Ray Tech, you're you're over that too. I'm sure we t- kind of talked about that, but yeah, I mean, everyone can do what they want. It's just yep. if you're in the, I've seen the NFL. The media is going to cover what you do, and it's not as private. But I, I was I more think Aaron Rodgers is a fool to to go. I think he's a fool to go. You're the same thing with Brett Favre, right? They forced him out, and I look. You had Aaron Rodgers in the wings, and he kind of the way it went with Brett. But Aaron Rodgers, don't 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 let him go. Don't trade him, right? You, Christian Watson's going to be a beast in this league. 
You still got Aaron Jones. You got AJ Dillon. Yeah, you got to fill some holes with with the wide receivers. But man, your legacy's there. Why would you give that up? You 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 trying to think you're going to recreate what Tampa did with Tom Brady? It's it's not that easy. The, the Bucks were ready and poised. To they take were that such a good step. situation. The quarterback. I mean, like look at the defense overall yeah. or line. I think we've talked about this before, but personally, from the Packers' perspective, I can see kind of both sides of it because. If he does come back, like obviously, yeah, that's great. It gives the Packers the best chance to win in 2023. But I also don't think that they're complete enough and have a good enough roster to actually go to the Super Bowl and win. So that's why also if they do end up trading Aaron Rodgers, I can also see that perspective. Well, you know, that's a great point, right? Because you got Jordan Love that you got to do something with Jordan Love, right? You don't want that pick to go to waste, literally go to waste because he's going to walk away because he's pissed off, right? It's kind of like the whole Aaron Rodgers thing waiting in the wings behind Brett, right? So I understand that dynamic. I think the Packers are reaching for the stars and draft picks that I think what they're asking for in two number ones is not realistic for a 39-year-old quarterback. I don't care what Aaron Rodgers did in the past. He's 12-10 and 10 in the playoffs all time. He's only got one Super Bowl victory. So the almighty Aaron Rodgers only got one Super Bowl victory, and he's 12 and 10 in the playoffs. So there's some games you wonder. You're like, man, how can we even win that game? So I understand about trading. I just think the two number ones is a lot to be asking for a 39-year-old quarterback. But if you trade them and you get plenty of picks, if you if your scouting does the right job, you can flip. And then all of a sudden, you got plenty of young players, and now you flip that roster with Jordan Love and – you're back in again and for what you're at what 24 years or 22 years of, of excellence in green Bay from Brett to Aaron. And then you can flip that. If Jordan love is the, is the real deal. And then you get picks for Rogers. Are you looking at another 15 year run for the green Bay Packers? I mean, that's historic to go with the three straight quarterbacks that are winners. Holy cow. That would be huge for green Bay. We hope so. I also think that uh, Aaron Rodgers might be a little reluctant to go to the Jets, going back to that, because, you know, the whole comparison to Brett Favre everyone's put on him, that would just kind of fit in kind of a little too well, you know? Yeah, I, again, I, I, I just don't see Aaron with – I just don't see it with the media. The Jets have to be aware of that. The draft capital, the Jets just have to be smart about it. Um, again, Aaron Rodgers, is that the best move? If I'm Aaron Rodgers at 39, do I want to deal with that market and that crazy fan base? I don't know. I, I'm with you, man. I, I'm I'm with you exactly what you're saying. I got that Rogers jersey in the background. You can put that. You know, maybe replace Namath. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's a Mount Rushmore back there. But, uh, uh, I, sorry, know, I, want, I want to see the reaction. I mean, number twelve. Let me just put Rogers over it. You get some tape. <laughs> Let's get some Rogers. Rogers. I think I got some duct yeah. tape around here somewhere. <laughs> get that up. No, I wouldn't make it. But how about that license enough. plate? That was my old license plate back in New York that's hanging up there. It says Clicko. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, back, back in the 90s uh, when they came out with those vanity plates with the jet helmet. I'm like, what? I got to do something. I'm like, Clicko was my favorite player of all time, even though he doesn't play anymore uh, at that point. And so I, I got Clicko. And, and uh, so I'll have that around my neck at the Hall of Fame. Uh, I meant to ask, um, is the Bills fan, is, are, are we still calling it an exhibition game? Yes, he still calls it an exhibition oh, game. Oh, boy. Uh, so Vince definitely still calls it the exhibition game. Oh, yeah, and I tell you, he's all fired up today. He is all fired up today. I don't know if you heard, but Leslie Frazier is stepping down as his defensive yep. coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, at this time, you're doing it at this time. And so he's uh, he's a little frustrated at the timing. Like, why all of a sudden? Like, you lost out on Brian Flores. You lost out on, on possibly um, um, uh, Vic Fangio, right? So he's not, he's, not just, happy stuff. he's just like stepping away for a year, right? Is he coming back to Buffalo or did he well, really say, you know, I think it's the polite way of you're getting fired. <laughs> oh, right. <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> so they're calling him stepping away from a year and I'm going to return the coaching 24, but it won't be with Buffalo. I, I, I can't see it. It was rough for him. And I don't think it was fair criticism. You lost Von Miller. You lost Micah Hyde for the year before the season started. Joy Poria missed four or five games. Von Miller missed uh, nine games. Uh, Matt Milano, who I love is one of their linebackers. He missed some time this year. They were banged up. I mean, Tredravious White was hurt. And when he came back, he wasn't ready to come back, but he tried. They lost Bedford, the six round pick who was a stud. He lost them to a broken hand. Their defense was slaughtered with injuries, right? And, I, and look, injuries happen to teams. 
But when you're losing five starters on a really good defense, that's hard to it's hard to recover, right? And then your backups start getting hurt. When you get into that third third round of depth charts, no teams can survive defensively. And I still thought they did pretty decent with all those injuries. So I think some people look at Leslie Frazier and saying, well, good riddance. But he dealt with a lot of injuries there in Buffalo, and and I and I think it is a loss that that losing Leslie Frazier. And you could definitely think- tell to start the year. I mean, that team was unstoppable. They were like number one on all power rankings. I mean, Allen to Diggs was huge, and defense was holding up. And then as the year went on, they just kind of started to fall off a little. And you saw how they ended in you the know, playoffs. If Vince was here, he would say the problem with Josh Allen is that he started with hero ball, and so. When you know you have a cannon for an arm, you're looking for all those big plays downfield. And you're forgetting that you have all these plays underneath that you can make. And But he's going for the long ball, and it, it didn't work out, and defenses make their adjustments. Like a couple of years ago, they made the adjustment against Kansas City, right? They played the, the two deep, and they took away Tyreek Hill. And that kind of put the Chiefs' offense in like a sputter about two, two years ago, two, three years ago, maybe three years ago now, where they sputtered because Mahomes – really like that deep ball. And then they, they started making adjustments. And then obviously Tariq Hill was in here last year um, and they made their adjustments and, and look at how good their offense was. So I think Josh Allen is going to go through that adjustment and saying, Hey, I don't have to go 50, 60 yards downfield every time. Take what the defense gives me, wait for it to open and then take your shot. And they got to stop running the guy. They, they're going to, they're going to create mm-hmm. Steve McNair. If you guys remember, you guys are pretty young fellas, but if you remember Steve McNair, his Cam body Newton's took a pounding. Cam Newton took a pounding. Yeah, longevity yeah. it, it, it wears on you. You're young now, and you can take the hits. But what happens when you're 32, 33 years old, and your body's taking all that hits? I think they need to stop calling his number. Right, get a running back in there that can do the job. Don't let your quarterback, your franchise guy, take those hits. Silly. Yeah, nobody like kind of feel Cook? the same with like Jalen Hurts too. I mean, like all these young quarterbacks that are, yeah. you know, getting pounded up the middle every single play on a fourth yeah. down. You know, it's gonna. That's what makes me nervous about Lamar Jackson. I don't want to pay Lamar Jackson $45, $50 million a year guaranteed. You're not as a runner. You're one hit from one angry linebacker taking you out. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I'm stuck with that contract. He said back to back years now where he's missed some time with injuries as well. Who? Lamar yeah. has. Lamar has. Lamar. I'm yeah. I'm actually worried. So we're us three here, Zach Jared and myself, we're in a we're in a dynasty league. Uh, we're in multiple, but like in Zach's dynasty league. So fantasy football, right? Um I have Lamar Jackson in a, in a league. I took him to start up a few years ago and you know, right. I mean, long-term, right. Right. First two, three years, it looked, it looked good. Um, now, now it's certainly not, not looking like, you know, five years from now, it looks like I'll probably be maybe even less than five years from now. I might be scrambling for, um, you know, it's super flex. So two quarterbacks. Well, I got Kyler Murray and Justin Fields. Now Murray's kind of out for the first, how long is he out next year? A couple, I mean, at least the first one, like four, five, two thirds, over half, two thirds. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna have to you do fancy football, too. Steve? I do, I do. I, I'm not in one of those, um, you know, dynasty leagues, but uh, yeah. we definitely do the fantasy football. The problem with Kyler Murray is a couple of things with Kyler Murray. I don't know about his new coach there, mm-hmm. uh, but DeAndre Hopkins most likely is getting traded. So I don't know who he's got for weapons out there. That I mean, D Hop, you can always count on him to catch that ball. Rondell uh, Moore. He had a good stretch of games when uh, Hollywood Brown was out. So, yeah. I'm high on Rondo more from next year. What about Greg Dorch? Drew, Drew's probably high on <laughs> yep, Greg Dorch. There it is. No, it's Rondale. No, no, I'm, yeah. I'm on Team Rondale. Yeah. Not Greg Dorch. <laughs> no, we, we have some guys here. Chris Moore's another Drew, one of the Drew Texans. Drew picks the most random guys. It'll just be a guy that, because like three injuries happen, a guy starting for a week, and then Drew's a fan of him for the rest of the year. What? Mitchell Wilcox. <laughs> We talked about this <laughs> second string tight end on the Bengals won me a playoff game <laughs> in fantasy football. I mean, like, you, you know, know, it happens. It's such a crapshoot. It is such a crapshoot uh, with fantasy football. And that's what the, the love of it. I actually have a wild, crazy idea with fantasy football. You guys want to hear it? Well, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. wild ideas. Okay. <laughs> wild ideas. Yahoo, ESPN, NFL Network. If you're listening, please listen because this is it. Sleeper. This is the sleeper thing. I want to go back in fantasy football back in the 70s and 80s. Take a year. Pick the 1983, right? You draft 1983 players. 
but you randomize the game so you don't know which games are going to be which and how the stats roll up. So, like, Marino throws for 400 yards in week three, but it may not be week three. Through a randomizer, you never know when he's going to have that statistical game, right? Mm-hmm. And it may be week 15. But you you draft all the players from that year and do, like, a historical, like, fantasy so you, from old years in the past. And just so do you a draft your team the and then just randomize all the weeks for each, yeah, each player? Yeah, right. Because if you do that, then you're going to say, well, okay, if I get this guy, he had really good weeks, one, three, five. So if I line it up perfectly, I can win these games. No, 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 no. That's not fun. The randomizer, as you pick your players, once that's all set, the games just kind of line up the way they do and they just play out each week. You just go through it instead of it just being all in one shot each week because you do this in the offseason, right? To pass the time in the offseason. Yeah. And you, so what you about get, like, like bye weeks? 17 weeks? I don't know. It's just a crazy idea. The crazy thought because all the stats have been compiled, right? By by week gets randomized and you get them all in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. so you got like five guys on buys. <laughs> well, back then we didn't have buys, right? So we don't have yeah. to worry about the buys depending yeah. on the year, right? Sure. Well, there was yeah. also only yeah, there were less games back then too. So, yeah. but but think about how fun that would be of going through and grabbing a random year and looking at all the the projections from what their stats were in '82. Or not that you couldn't look up what their stats were in 83, but depending on how you want to do it uh, and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to, oh man, dang it, Zach, you, you took, you took Joe Montana, right? And, and you know, <laughs> you know, right. So anyway, that's my like crazy it. fantasy football idea. It's a throwback, <laughs> you know, yeah, that definitely be a hit for some older football fans. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, even my my thing with with the idea is like, what if you like had it because you still want to have it maybe like matchups. You want to still like like for starting sets, you still want to base off matchups based on right the opposing team's defense. So maybe instead of I know you mentioned exactly weeks, but like in today's technology, right, simulate those games. I know there'd have to be like some sort of like attribute or right, you know, there'd have to be some sort of setting to like toggle that. It'd be a lot more. At make that it point, you're just playing Madden though. I, I know if you're just but, simulating the games is just yeah just go on Madden and get saying, a, some yeah. older rosters and if you still want to base it off the of matchups though because like you know I mean just basing off like right look which, there's so many ways defense. this could be improved right yeah there's a it's lot of things and talking about it I mean it's a good base but to me oh man that would be great like some you younger know, like, fans it, might not like it too much but I mean it, it also gets them some learning from you know what players put up what stats back in the day and you know right. You know, that'd be a good way to attract their older audience to current fantasy football. Yeah, get so. them on Sleeper. <laughs> Sorry, Sleeper's a fantasy football platform. That's why I keep saying Sleeper. It's it's what it's what the young ones like are like us. We use. Yeah, I still use Yahoo. One, there was one. Uh, so uh, one person that comes on our podcast and we're friendly with it is uh, former Chief linebacker Sean Barber, and um, he comes on the show a lot. And he was telling me of one that it's very intricate when it comes to the salary caps. Um, it involves a salary cap in, in, in your team. Uh, there is so much to, I, man, I, I'm bringing it up and I don't know the name of it, but he showed it to me and how he does it. And uh, his, his sons are now doing it and he's in it with former players. And it's like, you're, you're not just, it's not just fantasy football. You're like the GM the, the, the coach and, and all these different things and how you have to manage the team from week to week and dollars uh, it is, is wild. It, it's totally wild. I, and again, I'm unprepared to talk about the name because it was a few years ago. He told me about it. I was like, oh, man, this is too complicated, man. I just I just like to draft my players and plug and play and, and let's go. But like, there's like auction or like salary cap, like where you like, you know, um, draft like a team and like you have a budget, but you can only allocate, you know. You have like three hundred dollar budget, but you can you have to like make the de- decisions on what you want to allocate. Team, yeah, right. Or you know, I'm I'm gonna think like with, in a baseball it's dynasty league, that's actually like like the the what you described, where like you have a salary cap, you have to like ex- yeah. contracts with players. It's not like where you keep players forever. You actually have like set terms on the contracts, and they're adjusted based on performance and whatnot. And it ends up There's being so many lot. different formats of each league. I mean, yeah. personally, I think we should just stick to the basics, but that's just me. I know, Drew, you like going to dynasties and auctions and keeper leagues and best ball. There's so many that you can. There's an old saying, keep it simple, stupid. And that's the way I like it. <laughs> oh, what about the <laughs> saying? I like this saying. So the, the other saying is, you know, um, 
it, it's always a good day to start up a dynasty league. It's kind of what is what Sleeper always says. You know, it's never always heard that in my life. Really, I've never heard that either. Really, Sleeper <laughs> never heard that. about it before. They say it's always a good day. Always a good day to start a dynasty league. I'm so. a fan of dynasty leagues, but once once you start getting super complicated rules and like mm-hmm. get fab and the auction draft, and once you get all those extra things, that's when I'm I'm out. Here's Just normal hour. dynasty draft, snake draft to start up, and then you get like the rookie draft every year. Get to trade the picks and everything, but. Even that's a little complicated yeah. for me, honestly, because I don't know what to do with like third round picks. And you just trade all your picks every year, and that's your strategy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I start I started the season what eleven to zero. Ended up Ooh, fourth, but it doesn't matter how you start, Jared. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> Kyler Murray got hurt. Cooper Cup. Marquise Brown got hurt. I had a lot of injuries too. That's unlikely. that's the killer, man. The injuries are the killer. It's like how do it's like during the course of the year, it's how do you fill your 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 backup spots that are on the bench to help you during that? Like a couple of years ago, when Kyle Pitts was a rookie, he got off to a slow start, and somebody cut Kyle Pitts early. <laughs> I took wow. him. I just sat him on the bench, and then all of a sudden he started, you know, getting some points and put him in. This year was George Kittle. Somebody cut George Kittle. And again, wow. I picked him up and I waited for him to go off. And then him and Brock Purdy started having that connection. And it's like, oh, go ahead, George, do your thing, baby. So yeah. I, I wait for those waiver wires where people get impatient. And they're like, ah, this person not doing anything. I'm going to cut him. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll take that. You saw it um, this year in one of our podcast leagues where there's a – this was, it was a great move. But um, one of the teams – I think he was in second place at the time – and one of the teams that was in it's probably eighth or ninth, but he he needed to win to get into the playoffs to have a chance. Well, he had Jamar Chase. So this was a week or two after Jamar Chase got hurt. He was going to miss an extended period of time. So the guy couldn't afford to keep Jamar Chase because he needed guys that were going to play. So what happened is one of the, the team that was in second place kind of lowballed him in a Jamar Chase offer, but it was guys that were playing, and he ended up taking it because – he needed the guys that could play and it was a great move and helped the guy win the league. The guy that got Jamar chase, but it's just, I kind of strategy. feel like that's, it's not too fair though. Also because like the trade deadline doesn't happen in a few leagues until like right before the playoffs in some leagues. I mean, in, that I was in trade deadline is like week 10, 11, 12. So like right around that time where you can't make those like spur of the moment decisions where you need players to go out and trade for them. Cause then like for, especially for dynasty, cause now you look at next year and it's like, we threw all your cards in this year, and now you have like you lost all on Jamar Chase, you know, for next year. Strategy, yeah, how too you complicated for me. I like to reset every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Steve, I want to ask you about something about our, yeah. you know, because right, I mean, we all have our rival teams, but like for the Jets, like you know how with the Giants, like you know how how much how much do you feel that rivalry? I guess like Kenny Galladay today, you know. Or it sounds like he's gonna get the boot. You know, are are you like, how are you feeling about right? I mean, the Giants as a team. Yeah. So, you know, it's a it's a good question. I'm glad you asked that question. Um. So, I don't live in New York anymore, right? So, I moved from New York to Florida to Kansas City. So, I'm in Kansas City right now, uh, and my work kind of moved me uh, to here, right? So, my hatred for the Giants is not as great since I moved out of New York, like. I mean, I can tell you, I remember one time going to a Jet game. The, the Colts were, they your Colts, right, yeah. were winless. I think it was in 97, <laughs> if I had to guess. The Colts Doesn't were, happen were, often. Right. Well, back then it did. But pre-Peyton <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, Manning. But yeah. it, I think it was the year the year before you drafted Peyton Manning. You were, you guys were like 0-11 or 0-13. Mm-hmm. And I go to the game and the Jets lose. Right. So I, I come back to my, my house, I'm like, um, 21, 22. I'm coming back to my house, still living with my parents, right? And I come, I come home. I park in front of the house, and my sister and her husband are leaving the house. So the front door is open, and my sister must have said, "Oh, Stephen's home." All of a sudden, I hear my dad because my dad's a Giants fan laughing. Oh, <laughs> from the house, I hear him cackling, laughing because it just lost to the Colts because we were they were zero and thirteen, right? And that's that's <laughs> right. So I always hated the Giants because of the rivalry that was in the house. My dad's a Giant fan. I'm a Jet fan. And so with the Giant fans being so arrogant, thinking their team was always the greatest, especially in the 80s when, you know, Taylor was there and they won their first one and then they won the second one in 90 against Buffalo. And so I had to deal with that. So I really hated the Giants. But when I moved from New York and went to Florida and then Kansas City, it's almost like my pride 
of being a New Yorker didn't mind the Giants as bad. I wasn't as hateful for the Giants. Um, the team that I really hate is Miami. Miami is my biggest rival. I can't stand Miami. I hate everything about Miami. I wish that city would go underwater. I mean, I really <laughs> don't like anything. Squish the fish. I cannot stand the Dolphins. Now, people are shocked because they say, oh, what about the Patriots? Right? You, the coach stealing back and forth. Right? And so with the Patriots was they were really never a rival because before Tom Brady, the the and this is what, about funny about the Patriot fans, nobody heard of the Patriots in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. They, they went to the one Super Bowl in the 80s with Steve Grogan and Tony Eason, right? They lost to the 85 Bears, right? They got demolished. Outside of that, you never really heard of the Patriots. Their fan base was awful. Their stadium was awful. There was nothing redeeming about the Patriots. And so there was never really a rivalry between the Jets and the Patriots. That's like the Yankees and Red Sox there is, but the Jets-Patriots weren't. And then it all happened. Jets stole, you know, Parcells. And then they stole Belichick, and then the rivalry kind of happened. But when that rivalry started, it, there was one. But I always say this. it You have to win to make it a rivalry. And the Jets can't beat the Patriots. So until the Jets beat the Patriots, there's no rivalry. To me, the Patriots dominate the Jets. So I don't look at them as a rivalry because we can't, we can't beat them. But Miami is a different story. They, they all can go to – this is a PG family rated show, so I'm going to keep it nice. But that's what I think. I mean, I've gone to get... Miami for a jet game, and it we're nasty. We don't we just don't get along. I mean, it's just it can get lopped off into the Atlantic. Yeah, I wish. Right? <laughs> uh, I mean, Dan Marino. I hate Dan Marino. I hate Dan Marino. You know what Dan Marino's favorite um, a, a play of all time is? And this jerk would say it on 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 CBS when he was the you know, the front guy there uh, uh, on the on the pregame show for years. And they asked him, and I think it was Boomer, and he started. By the way, Boomer's grandmother, Boomer Sison's grandmother, lived two blocks away from me. I never yeah. saw Boomer, but oh, well. I've been, in, I've been in, in, her, in, their, in her house, and she had Boomer posters all over the place. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so Boomer said, so, so what are your favorite moments as a player? So all the years this guy's played, he's played in one Super Bowl and lost, ha-ha. Um, and... <laughs> He says, well, okay. yeah, that one game, and then they showed the highlight, the fake spike game in 95, right? He does the fake spike, and he hits Ingram mm -hmm. on the back shoulder, beats Aaron Glenn for the touchdown to take the lead in the final, you know, in the fourth quarter late in the game. And he says, that's my favorite moment all the time. I'm like, you know what? You're such a jerk. Of all the times you play, that game, that game is your favorite game. And what pisses me off about that game is I remember my boss tells me, like, I'm what, 95? I'm 20 years old, man. I'm going to school. And so I work for this place. It's like a Kmart on Long Island. And my boss says, hey, I, I need you to work on Sunday. I says, that's not happening at Jets at play. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had to work in the electronics section, right, And uh, where they had all the TVs and all that. And so I'm like, I can not I can come in after the Jet game, but I, I, I got to watch the Jet game. He's like, okay, we're shorthanded. I'll take what I can get. So I remember going to work and walking down the aisles and people me asking me questions. Hey, where's this? Uh, I, I think it's, I was in such a daze because the Jets had that game. The Jets were six and four. They were poised to go to seven and four. It was Pete Carroll was the coach and the Jets were poised to go to seven and four until the collapse. That game was the demise. The Jets didn't win another game the rest of the year. They finished six and 10. Pete Carroll gets fired at the end of that year, 95 or 94, excuse me, 94, 94, not 95. My bad. Nin 95 was the rich coat tight. 95 and 96 are rich coach. Oh, whoa, whoa, brings, whoa. It, brings whoa. a twitch every time oh. I mention his name. Oh. <laughs> uh, but that 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 ended Pete Carroll's run with, with the Jets in, in uh in, in 94. And that game is Dan Marino's but, favorite game. Yeah, you don't game. like the Dolphins. We make that clear. Jared, Jared, you kind of like you know No, I, I like Tua. Jared's That's a the big only thing I like fan. about the Dolphins. Big Dolphin I think fan. Tua Zach's is, a Jets fan. I just think Tua's underrated. That's literally all I said. I think that because they were really harsh on him to start the season, and I just said he's very underrated. I, th I thought he was going to be a top ten quarterback easily this year. Um, obviously, unfortunately, he got hurt, so we couldn't really see his true his full form. But I was like, I am not a Tua guy, and no. it's not because he plays for Miami. Well, maybe it's a little bit because he plays for Miami. <laughs> Probably a little bit because he played for Alabama, which I'm not an Alabama. Yeah, guy. I don't like him there. Yeah, uh, yeah. but he had he. He played a good quarterback until until everybody rang his bell, and I have to give him that credit. 
that he played a very good quarterback. I was not expecting that. I was not mm-hmm. expecting that, that play. He, his touchdown to interception ratio was great. His yards uh, per game were very good. And uh, he was in that running for MVP there for a while. Uh, and then it's just a shame what's happened to him. I don't wish that on anybody. Uh, I think the Miami Dolphins failed. The NFL failed that, that young man. Uh, it's inexcusable. When he got hit, the first time he got thrown down like a rag doll, landed on his head. They didn't protect him when he couldn't get up. All the eyes in the skies for everything. They can't see the guy can't walk back to the huddle. That's a travesty what happened there. And then I think it was against Green Bay. He got thrown down, hit his head, back down. Nothing happened. Finished the game. I think he had three picks in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he would have four, mm-hmm. three picks in the fourth quarter because he didn't know what planet he was on. It was clear as, as day that he, he got smacked hard. And then what happened later in the year? Now one wasn't diagnosed as a concussion. My butt, that wasn't a concussion. Everybody in this world saw it. And actually, we started um, on our Instagram hitting um, um, concussion, um, uh, different players that uh, that handle concussions. And we started tagging them in some of this because we went on a rant. And like, I'm not a Dolphin fan. I- I'm a human fan. And, and that poor man, uh, that kid, right, he doesn't know better. He wants to play. It's up to responsible adults to realize that he cannot play because every yeah. football player wants to get out there and play. Who doesn't? That's what they love to do. And he's young. Of course he wants to. The NFL failed in, in the Miami Dolphins. I don't care what they say that he didn't fail a concussion protocol there inside game against Green Bay. It makes no difference. Somebody had to be responsible and said that hit was hard. Sorry. You, you can watch the replays all game. They could have got him out in the second quarter, the third quarter. They didn't. They let him go and finish the game against Green Bay. Unacceptable. Go ahead, Zach. I just, or sorry, I saw Zach was going to say something. No, I just feel like, uh, you know, after he had that, that big hit, obviously, um, the, his doctor said that they kind of re- like wanted him to retire already. And, like, I think that they're going to be so precautious over these next few seasons. Like, he takes a hit, you know, like, they'll take the precautions. He'll be out a few games and. It's just unfortunate we couldn't do anything before that happened, in our, in my opinion. I mean, it's like it's so unfortunate that that happened to him. I just hope that he can still find joy in football and not always having to like worry about his health and if he's ever going to like be healthy again. You, yeah. most people, I don't know if they realize the casual fan may not know that, but Tua did not clear a concussion protocol until four weeks after the season ended. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 after this, the regular season ended. Think about that. Yeah, four weeks after the season ended, he got cleared. That just tells you how bad it really was. Uh, we're hoping him. protocols need to be improved. I mean, like yeah. we talked about, yeah. like the like they mentioned stuff mid-season, but obviously that didn't happen, right? I mean, like this is stuff that needs yeah. to be done asap. So, um, Steve, I was wondering, or well, us for here, we got right. We mentioned Zach has two games for us to play. So Zach did email them to you. Yeah, if you got, the I emailed email you a front, picture of like the two I'll, games. If you can take a look at that, otherwise, otherwise we, can we, we can explain because we'll be explaining yeah. for the audience as well. So. No worries on that, but Zach, take it's it away. Jared and Drew, you guys got it up? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, one oh second. my God. Steve, while we wait, I was, I'm kind of curious. Are you a Yankees and Knicks fan or what are you? I hate the Knicks. I am okay. a Yankees fan. <laughs> I hate the Knicks. I hated Patrick Ewing. So I grew up on Long Island. So in Queens, you had St. John's Redmen back in the day. They were called the Redmen. I think now they're called the Red Storm. Red Storm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Please. I hated Georgetown. Georgetown was their biggest rival. Patrick Ewing was there. I had Chris Mullen and Mark Jackson, and, and they had, you know, uh, Patrick Ewing. I forget the other really good player they had, and and I hated Patrick Ewing, and he got drafted by the Knicks. I couldn't stand the Knicks. Actually, people say, oh, my God, you're a, a New Yorker, and you like Boston. I said I was. I grew up a Celtic fan. I grew up with Bird, Parrish, McHale, and Dennis Johnson, okay. and Casey Jones is the coach. And and the people say, how can you like the Celtics? You're, you're, you're not supposed to like anything Boston. And I said – I said on NBC when I'm growing up as a kid, the Celtics were always on. So mm-hmm. that's what I saw on TV was the Celtics, not anybody else. I always saw the Celtics and, and, you know, Lakers were on, but the Celtics were always the first team on, on TV. Yeah. And, and that's the team that I grew up and started watching. So you're a Red Sox Celtics fan. No, I'm a Yankee, Yankee Celtics. Yankee. Yankee Celtics. I'm an yeah. Islander Yankee fan Celtics. for hockey. Okay. Islanders, Jets, Yankees, Celtics. Okay. I tried getting into the Brooklyn Nets, but it's funny <laughs> your allegiance. I tried to like Brooklyn. I just mm-hmm. can't. My my allegiance just goes back to the Celtics. It's just funny how that works. I yeah. can never. I 
just a fan. So all right, I'm so on Milwaukee. Yeah. So you okay, got good. it up. All right. So we're gonna start with the the bottom one, which is gonna be a draft. I got up um the top five picks and the the teams that had those picks. So we're gonna start out. You guys, the three of you are gonna be taking turns um guessing. You have to guess first of all the draft year, and it is it's within the last ten years. So we're not going back to like the eighties or anything. It's within the last ten years. And then you have to name the five players for each of the picks in any order. All right. All right. So can you back that up? So you're saying I have to, so I, I see the four names. I, I assume everybody's got the same four names. Yeah. Or the one, the, the bottom the five draft, teams, the bottom, the bottom one. one, the bottom one. Um, and so, Jared okay. or I can start too. And we can, you can kind of yeah. see how it works. Okay, like like we great. each take a turn. So like it goes, Jared's turn, then my turn, then your turn, and right. then it goes back to Jared. Yeah, and we keep guessing until we go. Just want to go, go Drew, Jared, Steve. Okay, I, so I do okay. that. Okay, so. I'm gonna. I'll start. Um, and you could uh, we could pick any of the five we want to go with. Um, any of the five or the draft year. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna say, um, number two is Derrick Henry. It is not. It is not. Okay, that's what I was kind of going with. When you say okay, so back to up. When you say Derrick Henry, when you say number two, because number two is the team. Yeah, well, yeah. well I'm guessing Titans. that he got drafted number yeah. two to Tennessee. I'm wrong. Okay, as Zach said. So Jared, now it's Jared's turn. Now Jared's gonna try to guess, um, just as I guessed. Oh, so there's two different games going on here. Yeah, so we're, we're part, game two. Yeah. I have to ignore so, the first part. The bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. ignore that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll say number one. So this within the last 10 years, right, Zach? Yep. Said. Okay. Um, didn't Jameis Winston go number one? It is Jameis Winston. Cool, 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 cool. So now, Steve, you All can right. either go for any of the picks two through five, or you can say the year of the draft. Okay. I'm going to go five, Washington. Dwayne Haskins. That is incorrect. Okay, my turn. Yes. Four, I'm going to say Derek Carr. That is also incorrect. Really? Ooh. Jared's got the lead. I I, I thought weird. one was Winston, one but nothing. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna get that one second round because I was like, I was positive too is Henry. Yeah. Oh. Um Henry was like a second or third rounder, I'm pretty sure. Was this I can guess the year, right? Yeah. He was I'm between two here. It was it was it twenty sixteen? No, it was not. 2016 was uh, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Steve, you're up again. Oh, I'm up already. Oh, God. Um, I wasn't sure. I, oh, man. Okay. So Tampa Bay's off the board because my man got it. Um, uh, God. It's a tough one. This is a tough year, yeah. Yeah. I know this is wrong. I know this is going to be wrong. Um, Go for it, Steve. All right, Chase Young in Washington. No, no. Chase Young was 2019, I think. So, Chase Young was a little little too soon. Too recent. Um, recent. Oh, did you say – did you give me a draft year? Is that why I, I did not? That? No, no, no. I guess I did not 2016 and it was wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm the, gonna guess that is one of the things you can guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say this was 2013. It was not 2013. Oh, well then okay. All right, I'll go with the other one. I was gonna is it 2015? It is 2015. Cool. So Jared's I knew it was got, 16 or 15. Good job, Jared. So this is 2015 draft. Jameis went first overall. Jared's got two. Okay. Oh. Drew and Steve both got zero. Cool. So, okay, we're doing the 2015 the draft. Yep. I'm, yep. Not, I'm not focused. Okay, 2015 draft. Wow, 2015. This is good. I like this game. This is nicely done, boys. <laughs> Who's up? You up. Uh, you're, you're Steve. Up. All right, 2015. Oh, God, I got no freaking clue. <laughs> um, 2015, that's seven years ago, so it would be on their second contracts. Um Uh, 
None of these Jacksonville. The Jacksonville. I'll say Leonard Fournette. Nope. Um, Jacksonville. I'll say seventeen. I'll say Jalen Ramsey. Nope. None of these players are on the team that drafted them. If that helps, Ramsey's, Ramsey's oh, not on them. Are you, so sure, are, yeah, are you yeah. sure we're not talking about the New York Jets when first round picks now on the team? <laughs> uh, Jared, Jacksonville. Do I want to stay Jacksonville? I'm thinking quarterbacks. Um, I don't even know if he was drafted by Jacksonville, but is it Blake Bortles? Uh, no, it's not Blake Bortles. <sighs> you gave me an Steve, idea, though. Did I? You gave me an idea. <laughs> Steve, Steve, you're up. up. Oh, Blaine Gabbert? It was not Blaine Gabbert. Oh, I can it, give. It, well, for Jacksonville. Do one more yeah. Is it, it Ngakwe? Is not. Jacksonville. This is good. You guys are nice stuck on there. the Jacksonville one. Yeah, well, I <laughs> want to get that of, one. I feel let me like think of my team's me. rival. Let me think of my team's rival real quick, the Titans. Let's think. So 2015, so obviously not Second Tannehill. overall. They didn't even draft Tannehill. Tannehill is from Miami. Huh. So think. I mean, it's got to be a a weapon, not Henry, you know. Drew already guessed Derrick Henry. Yeah, you're welcome. I did. I did you a favor. I, I did favor for <laughs> everyone. Who was their quarterback before Tannehill? Oh, I got it. I All got right, it. Jared. Yes, Steve is feeling Jared, good. Take a guess. Marcus Mariota. Oh, hey, it's my guess. <laughs> it is Mariota, isn't it? I should have. Yep. You know, it, it just dawned on me when when you said the 2015, and then I'm like, wait a minute, Jameis went yeah. one. I remember Mariota going two. <laughs> Steve yeah. gets the point. Uh, Jared, I'll give you a guess because you did not guess. Um, so you got Jacksonville at three, Oakland four, Washington five. <laughs> I think it's coming um, back to This is tough. Oakland. Oakland. Uh, dude, Michael Crabtree? No. Okay, so I can give... I'll give a little oh, bit of position breakdown. One of the Good. final three is a receiver. One okay. is an offensive lineman. Oh. And one of them is a defensive lineman. Oh, this will be nice. Oh, um, is Brandon Scherf or Sheriff? Yep, he was five. He yes. was five to Washington. Whatever. Oh, my God. That was good. True. Thank you for the hint uh, there. Jared, up to another pick. So I said Crabtree, right? Yep. 2015. Who else was on that team? One is a defensive lineman. One is a receiver. So it could be a lineman. Jacksonville and Oakland left. Yep. D lineman and receiver. Okay, I got I'm gonna it. try to go for the receiver because I'm not gonna be able to get the D lineman. D lineman. I don't know if I'd get that either. It's it's kind of tough. I was thinking linebacker for Jacksonville. So... Yeah, I don't know how won. old he is. I remember having Michael Crabtree on my on my fantasy team in like 2017 on the Raiders, and it was I don't know how old he was then. Crabtree was, was drafted by the 49ers, I thought. Yeah, yeah Jared, why, okay. stop saying Crabtree. Crabtree doesn't matter. <laughs> like, no, I'm like, trying I, to think I, of the duo they had in like 2017 because okay. it, it would have been young receivers. <laughs> you tried to think of the other one. Yeah. Okay. It was him. He was number 15, and then. Jelani Woods. I, I got a guess. Well, no, was it was it Amari Cooper? It was Amari Cooper. Oh, oh nice. No way. No Jared's way. got three. Steve and Drew are both at one. Steve, can you get who went to Jacksonville at three? Defensive Miles lineman. Jack? Miles Jack? It's not Miles Jack. Nope. All right. I'm not going to um, this one. We'll go one yeah, more Zach, round. Can you, can, so you can get can one you more guess? Oh, one more. Um, yeah. one. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody got a guess? Oakland? No, not Oakland. Jacksonville. I like my Ngakwe guess. That was like that was like all I had. That's a solid guess. Let's let's it's guess. Dante Fowler. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not getting that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one. No, <laughs> I no. figured. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we can move on to the the top game then. Jared wins um, another so, game. Yep. I, I Jared is it, huh? Just want to give games. you some credit, Jared. Yeah. So Steve, you, you see, you. it's kind of a uh, little chart there. So the corresponding yep. box with the two players. So the top left is going to be Teddy Bridgewater and Von Bell. You're going to have yep. to name a team that both of them played for. They don't have to have played for the team at the same time. 
They just both have to have played for that team at some point in their careers. Does winner okay. go first? Yeah, Jared can go first. All right, I'll get the easy one then. Uh, Dante Foreman and Teddy Bridgewater both on the Panthers. Yep. I'm sorry, what what, what were the two names? Teddy Bridgewater Foreman and, and Bridgewater. Dante Foreman. They so were both that, on that the square is taken. So there's three left. Okay. okay. Steve, you and can now go. it's Steve's turn. Uh, Von Bell and Teddy Bridgewater, Miami Dolphins. Nope. Von okay. Bell never played for Miami. Um, I'm going to say Von Bell, Teddy Bridgewater, Saints. That is correct. Both on the Saints. Saints. I was not going to get that. I did not know Von Bell played on the Saints. He was drafted um, by now, the Saints. You guys okay. can do me a favor and kind of knock out this or DJ Reader now. Jared, we have, we have, I don't. I don't know Reader's career, so I'm just going to take. I don't a, know his past, so I'm Von Bell is on. He's on the Bengals now, so I'll just say Bengals. But I have no idea if Reader was ever on the Bengals. DJ Reader's on the Bengals right now. Is he actually? Yeah. Wait, they're both on the Bengals right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, no, I was worried more about DJ, the Dante, Dante Foreman. DJ Reader's okay. actually he's a pretty good defensive lineman for them. I didn't know he was a big part the of their Super Bowl oh. last year. Okay. Well, so now we got the Dante Foreman and DJ Reader bottom right corner. Steve, it yeah. is your guess. I don't know. <laughs> Where did Foreman all play? That's my question. He played a few places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a solid uh, guess actually because I remember. I think I'll say oh, the we Falcons. lost Jared. Hold on, we got him. I don't know what happened. Oh, Jared, like, hi. Oh, weird. Hi, I'm back. <laughs> okay, not the Falcons. So Steve um, guessed the Falcons. It's not them. Steve guessed the Falcons. Okay. I gotta Who's come pick? in now and get make something up here that that makes sense. See, I would have guessed Reader. I didn't realize he's been on different teams. Wait, is it Reader, Foreman, Bengals too? No, Foreman is okay, never the Bengals. I didn't think so, but I'd... I'll give a hint. Um, I'm pretty sure DJ Reader only played for two teams. See, I figured I Reader know, was. Still I on. know my guess is going to be on my next team. So, Jared, we're going to go to you first. See, I just don't know DJ Reader's career. Does it wasn't was Dante Foreman? Was he the backup to Derrick Henry on Tennessee? He was, but that is incorrect. Oh, good guess. Yeah. You got you got a team, you know. I didn't get a team he played for, but I don't know Reader. I'm throwing a hail mary if it's my turn. Yep, yep. it's yep. it's your turn. The Chargers? It's not the Chargers. Oh. 49ers. It's not the 49ers. <laughs> Just throw Jared Foreman. <laughs> I only know him I'll, in a it's, Panthers uniform. It's the AFC team. It was the team that. Dante Foreman's and DJ Reader both started their career with this team. I'm pretty sure. Started. I know DJ Reader did for sure, but all I know is Foreman being a backup on the Titans, and then uh, now he's on the Panthers. Yeah. That's, so uh, AFC, I'll team... say the I'll say the Broncos. No. <laughs> this know. team. Um, try to think of. There's not too many teams that we can guess. You know, there's like eight left probably. All right. This team is fairly new. I think I think they started in like the early 2000s, like the expansion team. That should narrow it down quite a bit. Huh? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Who's turn? Yeah. You're up. You're Steve. Up. Jaguars? <laughs> no. <laughs> Drew, you're up. I know. Um... I'll give it to you guys after this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Ravens. No, it was the Texans. The Texans. Didn't uh, the Oilers move to uh, Tennessee and then the Texans came yeah. around and oh the Oilers yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was saying yeah. Ravens because like Colts yeah. but I know that wasn't like yeah that wasn't as yeah you know, so 2000s. I think I should, have stayed, I should have stayed in the division I had Tennessee yeah. guess yeah <laughs> that was gonna be my hint but I figured that was that gave it away yeah. too much well, so. it wasn't the Colts obviously some. Good games and um, again, Steve. We want to thank you yeah. for coming on here. I guess where can where can the people find you? Right, ow underscore sports. Ow uh, We're on Facebook at ow sports, Twitter ow sports twelve. Um, we're 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 everywhere. We're on Spotify. Just do ow sports. Um, it's a great time. Uh, we love talking Jets, Bills, and 
and stuff. We're actually got we're starting up a new page here that's going to get announced. Uh, we're we're going to back a certain player and we're going to make a push for the Hall of Fame for this player. So more to come on that. Uh, it hasn't been released, so we're, we haven't seen what player we're doing it for. But uh, we are we're making a push. And with me going to the Hall of Fame, I'm trying to get NFL credentials, and and uh, we're gonna I'm gonna try and start that push there on the Hall of Fame weekend uh, uh, and get it advertised. So. Um, so we're just going to try, we're, we're going to try and get uh, one of the team's um, media people um, uh, involved and help try and push this through and, and get some notoriety around it. So um, uh, the only hint I'll give you, it is a Buffalo Bills, a former Buffalo Bills player. Okay. Thank yeah. you awesome. for yes. the hint. Um, as we know, I have a five, I, I have a five thirty class. So, you know, hate to be that guy, but you all know the drill. <laughs> Drew's right? the needy one of the bent of the yeah. at. Yep. J2M football on TikTok. Go check that out. And then, of course, right at True Sports Crew, then on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the platforms there. Um, and that's going to wrap it up here for Steve, Zach, Jared, and myself. Anyone got anything else? Oh, Jets are um, going to go what? What's their yeah. record going to be this year, Steve? Just a number. If we get, if, if we get a quarterback, we're, we're going to be 10 and 7. 10 and 7. All right. Zach, number. I like that number. 10 and 7. 9 and 8. Nine and eight, Jared. Uh, I respect it. All right, thank you all here for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the Journey to Million, the perfect podcast for you.